Welcome to the Summit for Wellness podcast, where we help you climb to the peak of your health. And now, here is your host, Brian Carroll. Hormones. We've all got them, but sometimes it feels like our hormones kick in and just control everything that we do. Now, there's a lot of different things that can really influence our hormones and how we feel. But luckily, there are ways that we can minimize that impact more and normalize our hormones so we don't have so many ups and downs. And that's what we'll be talking about in this episode today. What's up, everyone? I'm Brian Carroll, and I'm here to help people move more, eat well, and be adventurous. And today, I have Dr. Michael Platt on the show to teach us all about some important hormones and how to balance them out. Sometimes uh, certain hormones like estrogen might get out of whack, and so we need to figure out how to get those more under control. Now, one of the specific hormones that Dr. Michael Platt talks about a lot is adrenaline and its impact on the body, and he goes into how progesterone can be a good balancer to those type of hormones in the body as well. So Dr. Michael Platt is board certified in internal medicine and president of Platt Wellness Center and one of the most well-known specialists in natural hormone replacement, successfully treating thousands of patients all over the world. He's also a renowned author with his books, Adrenaline Dominance and The Miracle of Bioidentical Hormones. And since 1977, he has become a leader in the research and advancement of the therapeutic use of progesterone cream as well as other bioidentical hormones. Now, before we dive into this episode, I'm sure you know by now, but one of my favorite electrolytes that I use every single day is Element, L-M-N-T. And right now, they just got in their grapefruit flavor, which is only available during the summer until the supplies are gone. And that is probably my second favorite flavor that they have, the first being raspberry. Now, as we go into summer and the the days are getting hotter, your body will start to use a lot more electrolytes. So if you're doing any type of heavy exercise or you're sweating a lot, then you need to be replacing those electrolytes in your body. And that's where Element comes in perfectly. If you want to give Element a try, then use my link. Go to summitforwellness.com slash LMNT and get your box today. Now, they also have a deal that if you buy three, you get one box for free. So check out that deal as well. All right, let's dive into my conversation with Dr. Michael Platt. Thank you, Dr. Michael, for coming onto the show. I'm glad to be here. I'm very excited to chat with you because we're going to be talking about adrenaline and its impact on the human body. But before we dive into that, let's learn a little bit more about your background and what got you into all, all of this. Well, um, I've been board certified in internal medicine. And what got me into this was actually... Um, My mother died at the age of 61 of breast cancer, and right after she died, I realized that I had inherited her hormones. You know, what most people do not realize is that men and women had the identical hormones. And because she died of breast cancer, I knew she was low in progesterone, and she had a little, she had a belly on her. She was thin everywhere else. And the only thing that'll do that is too much insulin. So I knew she had too much insulin and too little progesterone. And anyway, so, and and at that time, I used to have to slap my face when I was driving, trying to keep my eyes open. So I knew, I, you know, and that, again, is, is insulin. And um, so I started using progesterone. And, um, and all of a sudden, I never got sleepy in a car anymore. And that got me really interested in hormones. So I learned as much as I could. And um, 
and devoted my practice to to uh, to, to hormone therapy. And you know, I, I, I've written a number of books, but when if people read my books, they'll notice that there are no references in my books to other articles or other books because everything I learned, I learned from my patients. Uh, and because I had the luxury of sitting down and talking to each patient about two hours, and you really learn about, you know, how the body operates. But and and I was taught in medical school that ninety percent of a diagnosis is sitting down talking to a patient. So uh, anyway, <clears throat> so I that's how I got interested in hormones. Yeah, it's pretty amazing that you spent that much time with patients because a lot of the medical model, you only get like six to 10 minutes with a patient. And it's really hard to learn a whole lot about that person in that amount of time. Actually, you learn nothing. <laughs> uh, well, it's just that, you know, doctors are not, they're not trained to treat the cause of illness. They're trained to give out Band-Aids. And they get no training in hormones, even though hormones control everything in the body is controlled by hormones and doctors get no training in it or very, very little. So, and this is why we have so many sick people in this country. You know, the United States is on the bottom of the list of healthcare of all civilized countries. We have the highest incidence of everything, diabetes, strokes, cancer, obesity, heart disease, you name it, we're number one. Yep, you would think a country of our size and power would be really focused on health, but we definitely aren't. Uh, so you brought up a couple of the hormones. You talked about um, progesterone, for instance. Is pro the, the role of progesterone in um, a man, is it the same as what it is in a woman, or is there any differences with that? Almost the same. Um, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is that at one time in their lives, men will have more estrogen than women have. Um, this is this is when they go through the andropause, and you, you know, and estrogen causes six different cancers in women, so you know it's up to no good in men also, and that's where prostate cancer comes from, and men stop making progesterone around the age of fifty, and you know, and progesterone also blocks insulin, and and people will notice, you know, that. Once they start using progesterone, they won't get sleepy in the afternoon or sleepy after eating when insulin peaks or, or sleepy when they're driving. You know, a lot of, you know, not, but there are a number of people that fall asleep when they're driving. They go off the road, hit a tree and kill themselves. So, and yeah, so the, um, and, but men also have a lot of adrenaline <laughs> and, and, you know, progesterone blocks adrenaline. So, so progesterone is very, very, it's a, it's the second most important hormone, maybe the first in men. That's interesting. So you would say even more so than testosterone? Oh, well, it's, it, they're both e equally important. Um, the, and yet, yet most doctors and most people think that progesterone is a woman's hormone. Uh, they don't realize that men and women have the same hormone. I mean, that's, and that, that's a shame, actually. Yeah, so let's dive into uh, more about adrenaline. Um, I know that's one of your big focuses, and you're very fascinated by adrenaline. So uh, I don't know of that many people running away from large cats or anything like that anymore. What is the purpose of adrenaline nowadays, and oh, what's it doing to our bodies? Very good question. Uh, you, you know, adrenaline is thought of as, as what they call the fight-or-flight hormone. And when people are in danger, the body just pours out adrenaline. But danger is a very rare reason why the body releases adrenaline. Um, the main function of adrenaline 
is actually to raise sugar levels for the brain. Most people do not realize that the brain uses more sugar for weight than any other tissue in the body. And anytime the body detects that the brain is low in sugar, it puts out adrenaline to raise sugar levels. And, you know, adrenaline peaks actually at 2.30 in the morning because the brain runs out of fuel then. And, um, and we'll talk about that because it has a very strong relationship to, to excess weight. Yeah, interesting. So um, if people are releasing a lot of adrenaline, uh, does that also mean insulin is trying to balance out that amount of sugar in the system? Well, again, you know, the body is releasing adrenaline to raise sugar levels, and that stimulates the release of insulin. And any, any sugar that the body is producing, if you don't burn it up, the body takes that sugar and puts it in your fat cells for storage. And there are people that actually are, are releasing adrenaline all day and all night. And we'll, we'll talk about that also. So what's causing them to release so much adrenaline? Well, again, when the body detects it, the brain is out of fuel. Um, you know, some people, for example, um, athletes or some people do a lot of exercise and, and muscles burn up glucose. And which is, again, the same fuel that the brain needs. So th there are a number of reasons why the body might be releasing adrenaline throughout the day and throughout the night. Uh, and also, uh, when people are using their brain to think about something or to learn something, whatever, again, that's also burning up glucose. So, um, you know, so, so there's no one size fits all when it comes to, to adrenaline and glucose and whatever, because everybody's different. Uh, but the treatment is the same, hmm. and we'll get into that. Yeah, I'm um, I'm thinking about just the amount of inputs that we we receive now compared to, you know, ten twenty years ago. We a lot of people spend time on social media. You're seeing a lot of different news or information that you typically wouldn't get, and so I would assume at that point your brain would be working harder to try to learn this information or detect stuff in that information that might be important, which then is also utilizing a lot of energy. It could very well be. Um, let me let me start off by saying, how does somebody know if they have a lot of adrenaline? So um, for, first of all, the number one reason why people have trouble sleeping is adrenaline, excess adrenaline. Some people uh, have trouble falling asleep. Some people have trouble staying asleep. Some people toss and turn. Some people grind their teeth at night. Some people get up at night to urinate. This is all adrenaline. And so when people have a lot of adrenaline, they have trouble sleeping. They'll also find that they um, will be a little bit quick to anger. You know, it's an anger hormone. And, you know, adrenaline can cause cold hands and cold feet, you know, which is always blamed on underactive thyroid, but it's actually adrenaline. And, um, and again, when people have a lot of adrenaline, they may carry a lot of tension in the back of the neck. And tension in the back of the neck can cause headaches and can cause ringing in the ears, tinnitus. And, again, that's easy to fix. Um, again, the only cause of anxiety is adrenaline. And you may have heard of ADHD. You know, there are millions and millions of people, probably in this country, 100 million people or more, that have ADHD. And ADHD is all about adrenaline. And what your listeners will learn, you can actually get rid of ADHD in 24 hours. Instead of, you know, but, but instead they put 
children on drugs, you know, for ADHD that have a side effect of sudden death. And which is interesting because that's an acceptable side effect, you know, as with regard to the standard of care. I don't accept it, but the medical system accepts it. Um, so, yeah, so adrenaline has a lot of effects, you know, road rage, um, bipolar disorders, fibromyalgia, um, you know, it's all caused by excess adrenaline. And there are four million people in this country that have fibromyalgia. Is adrenaline the same thing as cortisol? No, um, but, you know, uh, cortisol gets blamed for a lot of things that adrenaline does. But, you know, the, the um, but when people have a lot of adrenaline, it creates stress to the body and the body responds to stress by putting out cortisol. And yeah, and cortisol also raises sugar levels through a different process. And so when people are trying to sleep at night and it's 2.30 in the morning and the body is pouring out adrenaline at that time because the brain is out of fuel and it creates stress to the body, then the body puts out cortisol. So now the body is putting out two hormones that raise sugar levels. And the whole thing about sugar, it doesn't matter whether you're eating sugar or if the body's making it, if you don't burn it up, all that extra sugar gets stored in your fat cells as fat. I suspect it's the number one cause of weight gain, and nobody ever talks about it. Hmm. Interesting. Is there and ways is, to test it, for it? Well, actually, the best test for excess adrenaline is to look at cortisol levels. Um, and so the best test is a morning cortisol done on blood. Um, I never, ever recommend saliva tests. And, uh, and the reason for that is that adrenaline cuts off blood supply to the salivary glands because they're not needed for survival. You know, it's a, in the same way, adrenaline cuts off blood supply to the intestines. And that's where irritable bowel syndrome comes from. And that's why people get cold hands and cold feet. So, uh, so a morning blood test before nine o'clock for cortisol it is the best test to determine if people are putting out a lot of adrenaline you know you don't really need a test you just have to sit down and talk to somebody uh if you see somebody sitting down and their knee is going up you know up and down up and down that that's adrenaline uh, if people have anger issues that's adrenaline uh people have trouble focusing that's adrenaline uh so it's it's not hard to diagnose excess adrenaline uh, i don't need a blood test um but if somebody wants ver verification. But, you know, the only problem is um, when they first developed the, uh, the test for cortisol, uh, they needed to get what normal, you know, values are. They used medical students in hospitals to determine normal cortisol ranges. And the thing about <laughs> medical students and doctors, they all have increased adrenaline. And so when you look at the normal range for cortisol goes up to 19.4 or 23.2, depending on the lab. Um, and so, but to me, anything over 13 is a high, is a high cortisol level. Hmm. Yeah. I never so. really thought about the whole saliva component because, um, but it just reminded me when I used to be really scared of public speaking and I'd get on stage instantly my mouth would completely dry up to the point where I could barely talk because there's just no moisture in there and I would have to drink water to keep to continue talking so that it is very fascinating that that isn't necessarily uh 
an important mechanism of survival. And when you are in more of a stressed state or adrenaline type state, then your body will shut down those saliva glands. Well, it's the adrenaline, you know, you, you know, people that have chronic anxiety always have a dry mouth. And again, it's because the adrenaline is cutting off the blood supply to the salivary gland. Um, so the, um, You've heard the term adrenal fatigue. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that's a it's a naturopath diagnosis because they always do saliva tests, and and it's 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 a misrepresentation because, um, the, you know the they're basing it all on low cortisol levels in the saliva, but the the cortisol levels are low because they're not getting into the saliva because you know the circulation being cut off to the salivary glands, so. Um, Adrenal fatigue doesn't exist. Adrenal fatigue is really adrenaline dominance. And, but, you know, the way they approach adrenal fatigue is to try to raise cortisol levels when they're already high to begin with. And cortisol is not a happy hormone. You know, it, it's destructive to the immune system. It causes weight gain and osteoporosis. And so it's not a happy hormone. Interesting. So uh, we come to someone like you. We discover that we do have some adrenal, uh, adrenaline dominance c- kicking in. What are some things that we can do to start minimizing the impact of adrenaline on the body? Good question. Uh, you know, again, the, here we come back to treating the, the cause of the problem. Now, if the cause of the problem is excess adrenaline, then that then we have to treat the reason why the body is putting out increased adrenaline. So, what makes it relatively simple? Um, there's basically only two reasons why the body releases adrenaline. One is if you're in danger, um, but that's a very rare reason that the body puts out adrenaline, because unless you live in the Ukraine. Um, the, um, the primary function of adrenaline is to raise sugar levels for the brain. So knowing this, uh, what this tells you is that if you provide fuel to the brain, then the body doesn't have to use adrenaline to provide fuel. And once you start providing the right fuel to the brain, and, and we'll talk about progesterone cream, uh, within 24 hours, there's a significant drop in, in adrenaline. It's not a long-term treatment program. It's not a kind of program you have to go to your doctor to, to get treated. It, it's something you can do at home. Um, so the brain uses two different fuels. You know, one is glucose. And the best source of glucose for the brain actually comes from vegetables. And, and and the reason why, you know, vegetables are carbohydrates, which means they, they do break down into sugar, but they don't produce a lot of insulin um, as opposed to candy and soda, which are great sources of glucose, but they produce a lot of insulin, which lowers glucose levels and defeats the purpose. So, so vegetables are the best source of glucose for the brain, but the other fuel is even more important, and those are ketones. And I'm sure people have heard of a ketogenic diet, which I, I don't recommend because it's a very hard diet to accomplish. But you don't need to be on a ketogenic diet to get ketones. You just need coconut oil or MCT oil. Uh, MCT oil comes from coconut oil, uh, provides a little bit more ketones than coconut oil. Now, coconut oil is great for cooking because it has a very high heat threshold. And MCT oil, what's good about that, has no flavor. So you can add, add it to anything. A lot of people put it in coffee. They call it bulletproof coffee. Um, but, you know, you could do salad dressing with vinegar, whatever. It would just be imaginative. Um, 
So once, yeah, so once you start providing the right fuel to the brain, uh, that's, that's the, the major part of the treatment to, to lower adrenaline. But you also have to block adrenaline. And that's where progesterone cream comes in. Now, you notice I said progesterone cream because they also have progesterone pills, um, and which I never recommend because, unfortunately, oral progesterone goes straight to the liver and converts into a different hormone called allopregnanolone, which is not progesterone. So I only recommend the cream. And, uh, and you need a, a 5% cream. Now, 5% means that each pump is 50 milligrams. And 50 milligrams of progesterone is the exact strength you need to block adrenaline. So, so, so by blocking adrenaline with progesterone and eating correctly, you can have a significant change. You, you can actually get rid of road rage in 24 hours. You, you can actually get rid of ADHD in 24 hours. Um, so. Anyway, and also you can start sleeping and you won't have to go to anger management class. So. Is there any specific parts of the body that's best to put the progesterone cream on or does it, it not matter? It does matter. <laughs> it matters a lot. Um, you Usually the best place to put it is on the forearm. And because the skin is thin, it's a good blood supply. So you put like a pump on, on the forearm and you rub the two arms together. Uh, now, the other thing is that I mentioned that with people who you know, very often when they have a lot of adrenaline, they carry a lot of tension in the back of the neck. And that's where ringing the ears comes from, tinnitus. That's where, um, you know, headaches come from. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a second. And so the back, back of the neck is a really good place also, if there's tension there, to put progesterone. Um, while we're talking about the neck and headaches, um, you know, you've heard of people that have migraine headaches. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, um, every patient I have ever seen who thought they had migraine headaches had a different type of headache. Um, there's another headache called occipital neuritis, and it it uh, arises from the occipital nerve sheet at the base of the skull, and there's one on each side. And it causes excruciating headaches. And very often, these are the kind of headaches that shoot into the back of the eye. 100% of the time, they're mistaken for migraines. And the problem is migraines are very hard to treat. Uh, the, this type of headache, you can get eliminate in one day uh, and prevent just using progestin cream on the back of the neck. So people should be very much aware you know, that, that there is a different type of headache. It's called occipital neuritis. And they'll find that if they take their thumb and press in at the base of the skull, they'll find a very tender spot at the occipital nerve sheet. And you, you would think that more, you know, more doctors, especially headache doctors, would know about this, but they don't. And then you know, people get Botox injections in the neck, which make, very often makes these kind of headaches worse. Um, but anyway, I'm just, you know, let me tell you something. It's not hard to get people well. It really isn't. You just have to treat the reason why they're not well. Mm. And uh, yep, stop with the band-aids. Yeah, well, that that's kind of like a little message I'd like to get across today. That you know, if you have a problem, you have to treat the the cause of the problem. Uh, but th that's just me, you know, just a country doc, you know. So <laughs> now, uh, for progesterone cream, does that need to be prescribed by a physician, or is that something available over the counter? Either way, um, the, uh, 
you know, we we have a you know, a, you know two two different types of progesterone, five percent progesterone on on my website, and five uh, percent means each again each pump is fifty milligrams. That's the exact strength you need to block adrenaline, and or you could also get that by prescription from a compounding pharmacy, so you could get it with a prescription, or you can go to my website and get it without a prescription. Um, usually, progesterone over-the-counter, you know, that you walk into a health food store or whatever, is 2% or less. Mm. Uh, very, it'd be very rare to find a 5% progesterone cream. Is there uh, any worries about um, influencing other hormones in a negative way by utilizing progesterone? The, uh, no, the, the answer is, is no. Um, th there's no downside to it except for one, one thing. Um, are you familiar with the term type 3 diabetes? Yep. Okay, and for your listeners, uh, type 3 diabetes is insulin resistance in the brain. And what makes it important, it's one of the uh, key factors that predispose to Alzheimer's disease. And um, the, the thing about progesterone, it does create some degree of insulin resistance, which is actually a good thing because, again, it prevents people from getting sleepy in, in the afternoon or um, sleep after eating or sleep when they're driving. And, you know, that's a good thing. But if people already have insulin resistance to begin with and use progesterone, it makes it even harder for the insulin in the brain to get glucose into the brain cells, which causes the body to immediately put out more adrenaline. So if somebody is going to use progesterone and all of a sudden they, they have an outpouring of adrenaline, which is not subtle, that's because they have a problem with insulin resistance in the brain. Now, other than type, type 3 diabetes, people that have absolutely no fuel in the brain because they never eat vegetables or coconut oil or whatever, they may get a, a little bit of a reaction, like, you know, so it's always good to, to make sure you're eating correctly to provide fuel also um, to the brain. Um, but other than that, there are very minimal problems ever related to progesterone. It's a very safe hormone. You know, it's safe enough that um, babies, you know, babies that have colic, you know, some, some mothers and fathers stay up all night with a baby that's crying. But if the colic is caused by excess adrenaline and all you need to do is to take some progesterone cream, put it on the baby's belly, and in about three minutes, it's gone. Um, now, the babies that have colic are the ones that do a lot of kicking in the womb because, again, that's adrenaline. Um, and while we're talking about the womb <laughs> and pregnancy, there's a condition where some women vomit throughout their entire pregnancy. They call it hyperemesis gravidarum. Again, no known cause, but the cause is actually excess adrenaline. And again, easy to fix. Um, so there, there are so many factors to excess adrenaline that affect, you know, bedwetting in children. Bedwetting in children is only caused by excess adrenaline. And you can get rid of that in 24 hours. So, some, some children <clears throat> deal with, you know, bedwetting for years before it gets you know, stops, but you can get, get rid of it in 24 hours, again, by providing the right fuel and using progesterone cream. The, the point is, is that progesterone cream is so safe, you can use it in babies and children. You can certainly use it in kids with ADHD, and it doesn't affect their other hormones. It doesn't, you know, cause any suppression of other hormones or 
um, it can only affect other hormones in a positive way. For example, one of the benefits of progesterone is that it blocks estrogen. So if you have a, a woman that, or, or a girl that has a lot of cramps or PMS or breast tenderness with their periods, progesterone will take it away. So that's a good thing. Um, you know, excess, excess estrogen is never good for anybody. Uh, you know, that's where endometriosis comes from and fibroids and polycystic ovaries and, and, you know, weight gain. It puts on fat around the hips, thighs and buttocks in women and causes cellulite and, you know, uh, it causes asthma. And <clears throat> it's not a, again, it's not a, I don't look at estrogen being a happy hormone. Mm-hmm. And it's very so, easy to find just in our environment, too. A lot of yeah. people are exposed to different xenoestrogens. Absolutely. Um, so one way of thinking about it is that progesterone blocks the three most toxic hormones in the body. It, it blocks adrenaline, it blocks estrogen, and it blocks insulin. Um, and you can think of insulin as a toxic hormone, even though you need it, but it puts on fat around the middle, it speeds up the aging process, you know, and it raises blood pressure. So again, so progesterone is a is a very healthy hormone for, for both men and women and children if they need it. That's good to know. Yeah, I haven't learned that much about progesterone and uh, what it can do for the body, so I'm glad to have you on the show. Is there any final things that you want to make sure we cover when it comes to adrenaline and different ways to combat it? Well, the... Um, you. You know, there are certain people that are creative. You know, the people in the music industry, people in Hollywood, um, there's creative cooking. There's a lot of different types of, cre- you know, creative financing. There's a lot of different types of creativity. And what's important about creativity or people that are creative is that these are the people that have the most adrenaline. And, you know, and, you know, this is why people in the music industry get into, they, they get into drugs and alcohol all the time. They're just trying to relax. And um, so the creative people, um, if somebody says, well, how do I know if I'm creative? Well, you know, if they're not an artist, whatever, uh, the creative people are very intuitive about other people. They can pick up good energy and bad energy from other people. Uh, they have premonitions and they have deja vu type feelings. Um, when the phone rings, they'll either know who it is before they answer or they'll say, I was just thinking about you. Um, they'll find that animals will be very attracted to them um, because the animals can pick up on their energy from, from the adrenaline. And they, they had the same ability as clair, clairvoyants and psychics and dog whisperers and horse whisperers. It all comes from adrenaline, you know, this ability. So um, it's, it's an interesting hormone. It's a hormone. It's, it's also a neurotransmitter. But, but, but you know, um, and it's a shame that that more isn't known about, you know, the effects on the body from this hormone. So anyway. Um. Yeah, and people can learn more about it. You have your book, Adrenaline Dominance. Um, and also you have another book, The Miracle of Bioidentical Hormones, which I'm assuming people can find on Amazon or any other bookstore. That's correct. Well, they won't, they'll have a hard time finding it in the bookstores because, uh, you know, it's self-published. So, uh, but yeah, Amazon or, or my website. 
Perfect. And your website is platwellness.com. You're also going to be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, you also generously provided a promo code for all my listeners. Summit 10 will get 10% off on your store on your website as well. So we definitely appreciate that little discount. Thank you, Dr. Michael, so much for coming onto the show. It was a pleasure chatting with you, and I just learned a whole <laughs> lot about adrenaline. Oh, well, good. Anyway, thank you for having me. You, you know, trying to get a message out there. I want to change healthcare in this country. So, okay. I hope you learned a little bit about hormones, especially adrenaline and progesterone. If you want to try out one of the Platt progesterone creams, then head on over to platwellness.com and use the code SUMMIT10 for 10% off. Now, I've only used it a couple times, so I can't really say a whole lot about my experience with it, but Sarah's used it a few times as well, and she typically has a lot of tension in her neck area, and she's noticed that's actually gotten a lot better. So that's that's our own experience with it. You'll have to try it out and experience it yourself and see what you notice. But again, use Summit 10 to get 10% off of your order. If you liked this episode, then if you could head on over to your podcast app of choice and leave us a rating and review, that does help to get the show in front of more people and just spread everything that we're trying to spread at the Summit for Wellness podcast. So typically leaving a rating and review takes about 10 seconds. It's not that hard to do, and it really helps us out quite a bit. All right, next episode, we have Dr. Gary Kaplan on the show. Let's go learn who he is and what we'll be talking about. I am here with Dr. Gary Hey, Dr. Gary, what is one unique thing about you that most people don't know? So a number of years back, I was leading a group of physicians uh, on a tour of China and studying uh, ancient Chinese medicine. And for our first night, we had a dinner at the Beijing restaurant, Peking Duck Restaurant in Beijing. And hosting us was uh, the prime minister of uh, their state department, the head of the, essentially their secretary of state. He had been the uh, uh, the ambassador to the United States for many years. And we do our toast and everybody's greeting everybody. And the next thing I know, he turns to me and he says, you know, I strained my knee uh, playing tennis. What do you think that that I should do in order to get this better? And I'm sitting there examining the knee of the Secretary of State of China in the middle of dinner <laughs> at, at the Beijing restaurant, at the best Peking restaurant in Beijing, whereupon he then also says to me, by the way, you can get better Peking duck at this restaurant in Falls Church around the corner from my house, it turns out, which is famous for its Peking <laughs> duck. So I've treated, or at least given medical advice to the Secretary of State of China uh, at a dinner. And not only that, but he threw the restaurant under the bus in the process. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. He did. Well, what will we be learning about in our interview together? How to take care of yourself. It's about how to pay attention to your immune system so that you won't get deathly ill and sick. How do you stay in optimal health? How do you protect yourself so that if you do get sick, you only get a little sick? and then you recover. And if you are sick, if you have problems with chronic fatigue, if you have problems with chronic pain, this can help you understand why you're sick and how you can recover. I want you to have your best possible life. This book is, pro is a step in allowing that to happen. And what are your favorite foods or nutrients that you think everyone should get more of in their diet? 
Favorite foods and nutrients. I think everybody needs to be getting more fresh vegetables. I love vegetables. Uh, and I think that the occasional hot dog, as long as it's kosher, is good. <laughs> uh, but uh, but basically, more fresh air, more walking outside. And uh, as far as your diet is concerned, stop drinking orange juice or any juice for that matter. It's just sugar. Eat the fruit whole. Don't drink the juice. And I also happen to be a big proponent of mold-free coffee. So you want to make sure that your coffee is mold-free. There's only a couple of brands that do that. Uh, and uh, But you do want to pay attention to that because you don't want to be eating molds you don't need to be eating. What are your top three health tips for anyone who wants to improve their overall wellness? Get proper sleep. Make sure you're going to bed the same time every night and that you're getting up pretty much the same time every morning. Meditation. I get up and do an hour to an hour and a half of Qigong and meditation every single morning. It's made a huge amount of difference in my life. Doing a gratitude diary. I get to. I get to have 10 fingers, two hands, and two arms that work. I get to breathe with ease. I get to live in a beautiful house and be safe. Listing these things every day, carry a diary with you to list every day. This gratitude diary can be immensely helpful in reinforcing your own immune system to be healthy as possible. I'm sure as you've learned over the last couple of years, the immune system is very complicated and is very necessary. So I hope you join us back for that episode in a couple weeks here. And until then, keep climbing to the peak of your health.